Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Leading Mindset. I'm Ali Payani. Here we're going to discuss the entrepreneurial challenges, journeys. And today we have Kevin Libby, founder and CEO of PhD Nutrition. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Ali. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Sure. Glad you can you could join. Uh, let's just start with the PhD Nutrition. Tell us uh, more about it. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about before we even started about how since this is an entrepreneurial, instead of like featuring what it is I do is, as far as my business about being in business alone, um, a lot of practitioners like myself that are in the uh, wellness uh, space uh, don't really think about, you know, that this is a business that has to run, it has to generate revenue and profit so you can help mm -hmm. more people. Um, mine was a kind of a, I don't want to say I fell into it. Um, I was at a prestigious uh, nutritional firm in Santa Monica, California called uh, PFC Nutrition. And um, I had ideas and things I wanted to grow. I was the young guy in the, in the, in the uh, organization and I wanted to do more things. And that was kind of out of bounds for that, for that organization. Mm -hmm. So I went and hung out my own shingle and started PH2 Nutrition. Um, we're about to have the five-year anniversary here in a couple of weeks. All right. That's great. So what do you think, like, um, I'm going to ask some entrepreneurial questions and also some, like, probably uh, want to have, like, some nutrition-related questions for the audience. Uh, for the uh, entrepreneurial, uh, what do you think were those, like, skills or uh, that you have or other entrepreneurs should have, you know, to run that business? Um, you know, the, the, the skill, I mean, a skill set, obviously, is, like, a learned um you know, you're there, there's talent, right? And then there's skill. Mm. You have to learn to delegate uh, as an entrepreneur and trust, uh, build your team and trust people around you uh, that share your same vision. I, I remember watching Elon Musk and I'm really not into watching those inspirational things um, of that nature at all. Or was it Elon Musk? Regardless who it was, uh, they said more, I think it might've been for Apple, Steve Jobs. The most, most important was a lot of people can do the job, but are, do they gel with you and do they share the same mindset, same vision? If they don't, well, you know, you're, you're constantly focused on other things and not focused on moving forward with, uh, with your team. So and that's something I still want to struggle with today is finding the people. Um, I'm very open, very transparent. And mm -hmm. I expect my team to be open and transparent, good communication. Um, I'm still struggling with finding the right, uh, the right talent. Yeah. Because yeah, growth, you know, it's like from Tommy Boy, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that's, there's some truth to that. Um, you know, you have to keep growing, or at least to keep evolving the business um, based on the needs of of, of, uh, of the market. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing from all, every uh, industries and business owners that they all struggling with the hiring, finding the talent, mm -hmm. right talents. Mm -hmm. Especially like I think it got worse after the pandemic. Yeah, I haven't hired yeah. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. what do you think is uh, preparing you as being a leader in your industry especially like I mean your industry is really tough uh, yeah I don't look at it as like I've always been you know a leader in, in athletics and academics um, that was just like you know the way I was raised and the organizations I was involved in I was just talking about this the other day when we bought our Christmas tree down the street um, mm -hmm. there, there was a Boy Scout lot, you know, so I was a Boy Scout. The motto was always be prepared. Um, I always got the captain award for when I wrestled and played baseball and 
play football because I was coachable. You know, mm -hmm. I listened to the people that were in and around a sport or the game for a very long time and, and learned from them instead of, instead of like butting heads, like, why am I doing it this way? Just listen to it. Like Mr. Miyagi, just do what he tells you to do. And then afterwards, if you find something different or there's a better way, then you can present your case. But um, in order to be a leader, you have to be a follower first. And it, I was fortunate to have really good mentors. Uh, I've, I've said this many, many times. You have mentors that teach you what to do. You also have a lot mm -hmm. of teachers that teach you what not to do, you know, and you learn uh, and then you build your own, um, your own creative soup, creative stew, so to speak. You know, it's my, my formula, just being unique in your approach, you know, and being sincere and genuine. That's, um, I mean, I, I mean, this sounds like Tony Robbins type stuff, but it's true. Just be, be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else. Yeah. You had mentors from the beginning when you started? Um, in nutrition or in just in general? In general, in both, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I lost my father at a very young age. So I always kind of clinged on to, you know, if I was involved in sports, like I was really in like the coach's back pocket, you know, looking for a male uh, father figure, so to speak. And that's just my nature. I gravitate towards um, uh, that type of energy. So, yeah, I mean, and, you know, go with your gut, like who's teaching you the right thing, who's teaching you the wrong thing. And, um, you know, like for once, for instance, one of my wrestling coaches, I admired him as a father, not just a wrestling coach. Mm -hmm. um, he had six kids. I always said, hey, coach, how come you have so many kids? He goes, because I can't keep my hands off my wife. And I thought that was really a cool thing for him to say. Like he actually loved his wife. He loved us as his, as his kid, as his wrestlers and his team. And, um, you know, so you become a disciple. You know, it, remember there's discipline. This is uh, Gabriel Mate where he said, uh, you don't want to punish somebody. You want, you want them to become your disciple. Well, they'll, they'll, right. they'll follow you anywhere as long as you gain their trust. And I was just fortunate enough to be in the right position, the right time. You know, um, well, what do they say? What is luck where time, where um, prepare, right. preparation meets timing? Time. Timing, timing, timing. <laughs> should be something around that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you're I, I seem to be lucky in a lot of instances and mm -hmm. I'll take it. I mean, I've always prepared myself. Uh, I question everything. And, you know, is there a better way, a more efficient way? I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Let me test it myself. I don't just take, I, I don't take things like as, as law, you know, so, and it served me very, very well. But you wanted to have like more challenges along the way? Yeah, challenges are, are how you grow. You know, I know this sounds cliche, like there is no losses, there's only lessons. Mm -hmm. So I've hired wrong people and it, you know, it bit me in the, in the, in the behind and it, and it was um, expensive, painful lessons to learn. Sometimes those are the best lessons are the, you know, the, the harshest ones, but yeah. you know, you learn and you grow and you remember you're constantly learning of what not to do. You, you, you know, and if you keep repeating those same mistakes, obviously there's something wrong in your formula. You gotta, you, you gotta mm -hmm. turn things around, but I, 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 I encourage, I like, um, what do you call it? Competition. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, 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 I want to like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, I want to, if like nobody's ever done that before. Good. That means I'll be the first to do it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. What was your strategies when you started to promote the business? Any marketing or any like referral? Yeah, what I did mean, you do to generate those leads or revenue? I mean, okay, so yeah, from day one, I was you know terrified, right? Mm. Um, are, are people going to follow me? 
my number one, number one is always a referral because that's like, you know, you've already gained the trust. Somebody that somebody else trusts says this guy's the guy. Mm-hmm. I went the traditional marketing route, you know, which was, which really got some brand awareness. You know, I got my logo. Uh, I, you know, developed a website. How do people find you? Um, I kind of went in blind. I was fortunate, you know, because I was at the prestigious firm uh, where I got approached by BuzzFeed and they said, you want to do these videos uh, where we use the Kardashian name and, and Chris Pratt because we work with the Kardashians and the Marvel characters at POC Nutrition. So I was fortunate to where I was able to use celebrity names in, um, and they went viral. I think to date they're at like 23 million views. So that made marketing very easy. So, but it did show me like, okay, the, the, the celebrity marketing uh, is is still very, very, very big. People might mm-hmm. say it's dead and it's more like influencers like TikTok and Instagram and whatnot. Um, I'll argue that because yeah. uh, to this day, I'm, you know, obviously there's what, what do they call it? Um, ad fatigue. You can't mm-hmm. just keep running the same ad over and over again. Well, I didn't run any ads. I just was, I did a 30 day challenge with them for Buzzfeed and that was my program. You know, it wasn't any, I wasn't doing any gimmicks, any tricks, and people got to see what I do here. So what I do here is very valuable. Now getting it out to everybody else, that's, I mean, it's tricky. You need to get with professionals and people that know what they're doing. Um, I saw something Mark Cuban said the other day. He's like, okay, how do you get people to see your business? You either buy it or PR. I was fortunate with the, with the PR. PR. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me, I would... Yeah, I've been offered two TV shows. COVID killed one of those. Um, well, not killed, but... What, the one on Netflix? On What's that? The one on uh, Netflix? Yeah, on Netflix. I can't tell you. I can't say the name. Otherwise, somebody might steal it. But uh, yeah, I was offered to do uh, to make a new show, a transformation-type show, but very niche and great idea by the producers, good friend. Um, they, they produced uh, uh, Joker, um, uh, Tenant... Ghostbusters, they're, they're, they're the biggest of the big. And they just said, Kevin, you know, you've done so much for us. We'd like to do something for you. Here's a TV show. I'm like, but obviously that didn't yeah, come COVID. to fruition yet. Um, so, so I, was how, like, how... I looked at that as a vehicle, like, wow, this would be, it wasn't so much like, I'm going to be a star, you know, it was more like, this would be awesome. Great. Get my name out there and let's start branching out and building, you know, building from there. Mm-hmm. How COVID impacted your business? Oh, it was, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm one of those uh, businesses I can do, you know, the video. With some of the secret sauce and the magic comes in my lab, you know, being in person, there's a different experience. But pre-COVID, 30% of my business was online anyway. I work with people in 63 countries, I believe now, around the world, um, where I've worked with people in 63 countries. It, you know, I took a big hit. I took like a one-third revenue hit you know i don't mind sharing Mm -hmm. that and across the board i think a lot of people have uh in this market um i laid at home i stayed at home for like two weeks my girlfriend uh we just found out she was pregnant she is in production she was at warner brothers studios doing a commercial a kelly clarkson commercial and they sent everybody home because you know the lockdowns came in march 11th or whatever i stayed at home for like two weeks and one day i just threw my hands out and said i'm going to the office i sent out my email blast from my CRM said, I'm still open, you know, and people still needed their service. So I, I went from like 30% online to like 70% online. So I have this huge 1800 square foot office. Um, 
uh, you know, for, for Zoom. You know, <laughs> you're, you're familiar with my office. There's IB uh, Nutrition, or sorry, IB company that I um, rented an office. It was supposed to yeah. be cost marketing, right? We're in the same space. Um, they strictly went to COVID testing. Like they do rapid testing and, and whatnot. So they eliminated their IVs, which is not, which wasn't good for my business, but at the same time, it still paid the rent, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's still like going like the COVID testing. They do COVID yeah, testing. They have contracts at, um, for TV shows and movie houses and, and they do concierge mm -hmm. testing as well. But anyway, mm -hmm. for a while there, they were, you know, business, if you look at it from a business standpoint, they were doing extremely well. Mm -hmm. What is your um, typical day? I mean, the routines. I mean, if I see, you know, I'm the practitioner. So mm -hmm. a typical day is uh, seeing uh, clients all day long, um, measuring their comp uh, composition, designing their food program, supplementation protocols, uh, doing testing. If it's outside my purview, referring them out to different people. Um, I'm also doing right now, I, I also consult um, for app development in the Middle East. So I'm constantly doing research, reviewing their work for a, the new app that is due out next year. Um, well, mm -hmm. it's due out, yeah, it's due out in first, second quarter, 2022 in Singapore and Dubai, and then they're gonna roll it out in the United States end of next year. So there's a lot of just sitting here, breaking out the old books, doing my online research and you know compiling data to, to review for the team. But I mean, mm -hmm basically just one-on-one -on -one client consultation but uh i do all my own ordering of supplies inventory um marketing you know keeping up relations with uh you know today i have a meeting with the trainer last week i was meeting with the uh, co-chair of the u.s olympic weightlifting team um you know it's always you know this afternoon i'm going to um uh, the doc my doctor friend's office to go see where i'm branching out to another office in pasadena I'm going to see the the how the how the construction is going and stuff like that. So it's always busy. Yeah. Well, the to this point, following this question, uh, I have also get a lot about the family life and like the personal life versus the business life. Yeah. So now you're describing your day. So yeah. how do you balance that? Or I usually ask if even if you're if you believe that it should be even uh, balanced all the time, or you try to be. Well, it's unfortunate to be successful and define success like financially successful in a business where, you know, what they say in the first three to five years, most businesses fail. Obviously, fail means they, you know, close the doors. Um, 80%. Yeah. 80%. Yeah. I um, wasn't a family man until right when the pandemic hit. I was a single guy. Much easier to work 12 to 14 hour days when you don't have anybody to, um, you know, report to. <laughs> Um, well, we had our first child uh, 13 and a half months ago, uh, baby Dane, and we've got another one too in April. Um, now I can't wait to get home, but yeah, all the stuff that I used to stay up late, you know, the entrepreneur, what do they say? They're, we're the only people that trade out a 40 hour work week for a 60 hour work week for less money. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's true. Um, but, yeah. I, but, but there's something to be said about your own autonomy and going into business for yourself not having to um, answer to anybody else, setting your own hours, making as much money as you want. People look at it as like, oh my God, what if I fail? I'm like, the sky's the limit, you know, it's all perception. But the family life, you've heard of good, fast and cheap, right? If it's not good, it'd be good. If you want it good, it's not gonna be fast or cheap. If you want it to be fast, it's not be good or cheap. If you want it cheap, it's not be good or fast. 
I always said this about uh, business, being a former competitive bodybuilder, I said, if you wanted abs, you would have a terrible relationship and you would suffer in your job because you had to put 100% because there's no such thing as 90% or 80% into that. You want to be successful, you have to put 100%. So balancing it is talking to your partner and being open saying, listen, I have responsibilities that take care of us. And you just have to recruit them to be on board with what your vision is and say, it's not always going to be like this. I'm setting us up for the future. And mm -hmm. um, if there's any pushback on that, maybe you're not in the right relationship. You've, it's a team, you know, there's give and take, there's compromise. It's tough though. It's, it, it makes it very hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I get that a lot these days. I'm tired. Like, okay. You know, you're like COVID, mm. if anything, I'm tired. Um, you know, doing everything solo, losing my uh, assistant, not being able to grow. So you're working harder for a little bit less, you know, without the incentive, mm. there's very, it's tough to, you know, create that drive. But, you know, you just keep grinding because it's not going to be here forever. So you just keep grinding and then whoever's left standing is going to win. True. What kind of growth have you seen in the last five years? Saw, and then saw, what are those? Hmm? Go ahead. What was the second part of the question? The second is like, what are those uh, moments that you were maybe going to fail? Or, and then what do you learn from that? Um, I experienced exponential growth from year one to year two, and it was sustained mm -hmm. year two and year three. Um, and then year four, year five has been COVID. Um, once you get rolling, it just like a, just like a team sport where, you know, basketball, but you get hot, um, you know, you, you get really good with your craft, you, you improve your skill set, improve your efficiency. And then it's just like, go, 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 go. Um, you've got to create momentum and you've got to be consistent. Just like I preach in my, with nutrition, the secret to it is consistency. Um, you know, keeping your name out there, keeping everybody understanding. One of the most important things I wanted everybody to know during COVID was I'm still open. Like, I'm not like, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still here. Um, I, I don't want to use the word fail. I, there were some scary moments, you know, uh, but there's been relief, you know, when I, when I signed this new office to, for growth, I had to put down a $27,000 deposit, you know, cash money. And that was like, that was that was you know that was a big check to write it was for the biggest check i've ever written to date was you know like i bought a prius cash you know? and, um but you have to take those risks you know fortune favors the bold so i put that money out i secured the space my younger brother who's an economist is like why do you need this space and then i'm like you don't understand like when the a-list celebrities come in here they're looking for not just like you know to do the job they're used to experience right you have to mm -hmm. act the part. I bought um, really like beautiful hot top end furniture. Uh, Timothy Alton, uh, a British designer. Yeah. I had a, I built my own, I, I had a, a graphic designer make my brand book. So I have my coloring, my fonts, everything followed form and function like uh, Frank Lloyd Wright and uh, Louis Sullivan, Chicago architecture where I'm from. You know, everything kind of, I wanted to make my mark and make my stamp. Like this is PH2, this is the brand you know, excellence, innovative, you know, uh, cutting edge, and then service. Everything is above everything is service. Sure. So one uh, question for about the nutrition. 
So about the diets, actually. Just tell us, like, what are the differences? Or, yeah, uh, the, the keto diet or the any diet. Well, I don't subscribe to types of diets where it's like, you don't just walk in, it's not paleo, it's not uh, keto, intermittent fasting. That's trendy stuff. Um, now, whereas the, some things will work for some people, everybody that walks through the door, you erase every single thing else and it becomes about the individual. So if uh, Stacy walks in, it's Stacy's program. Remember, diet just means like what your, your diet is also your emotional diet, your uh, exercise diet, not just your food dietary. It's, um, I'm gonna tell people what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, build a structured program based on their goals. So if their goal is weight loss and improved energy, it, I have to test their blood. Um, when I'm looking at the blood, it tells me like their metabolic adaptivity, like, you know, should, should they be in a deficit or not? Should they be in a consistent eating pattern, fasting or ketogenic or a mixture of fats and carbs? Um, Cause if you get that wrong, you're just gonna go around in circles. And the problem is, where everybody wants everything right now, you know, that type of uh, culture we live in, if you mess up <clears> once, you know, they're, they're gonna walk away. So you have to treat them like the individual that they are. So um, I use my own app uh, for them to track and that's how we communicate back and forth and for to put in the quantitative um, results, you know, as far as their body composition, fat, um, water, muscle, inches, um, metabolic rate, lipids, glucose, um, A1C, things like that, all markers mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, metabolic markers. Yeah. So you're saying like the people better to not read from Google and just They're, get any diets. Information is mm. they can, but it's uh, they're rolling the dice. Like oh, like just because your neighbor's diet worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for mm. you. And and the thing about it is, if you try it and it's not the right, it it doesn't fit you could cause some metabolic damage where you have to un you have to fix the damage you've created you know mm -hmm. i get all these people that are in um huge deficit diets that come in here and they they've created metabolic damage and we have to get them back to you know baseline first and then we can start the process over again and, it, and it's that's where the trust comes into play because it's it's a dance you know it's there's a lot of finesse mm -hmm. involved. you have to know your audience Everybody's different. I have everybody from construction workers to stay-at-home moms to celebrities to producers to salesmen. You know, it's since it's all over the place, you you have to treat everybody. Forget about everybody else. It's whoever's in front of you. What do you think should be an entrepreneur's mindset, especially like the one that wanted to just get us started? Um, the entrepreneurial mindset is um, nothing replaces hard work. I know work harder, not smarter. If I strike that, reverse it. Work smarter, not harder. But um, that you're going to be putting in the time as an entrepreneur, um, but that there's no limit. You can never put a limit on anything. I learned that from a mentor, Tom, uh, Tom Prince, when I moved to uh, Los Angeles. He tricked me, and I put a limit on something. He goes, see what you just did? Um, entrepreneurs, that you can't do it alone. You have to build a team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even you, Ali, like knowing you now for what, three, four years, five years, four years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah four years. I've seen your team grow and that's great. That's that that shows me there's stability and that you're you guys are trusting and growing and you're doing something right because you're afforded to to grow. So yeah, um build a team, 
um, be willing to work overtime, you know, and, and do whatever it takes to grow. What was your most satisfying moment in business in the whole last five years? Like you were um, so happy at that moment. Yeah. With the, the result. Well, there's been, um, you know, there's the love languages, you know, there's the terms of endearment, gift giving, uh, affection. I've always been a person to need to need a little bit of attaboy. Um, I got recognized by Coach Joe Douglas, the Santa Monica Track Club. Uh, mm -hmm. Guys like Carl uh, Lewis. Uh, he's got over 20 gold medalists at the World Championships Olympic. I forget. If you look at his resume, he's like the best of the best in the world as far as um, international and, and, and track. He called me personally to tell me uh, I was doing a really good job with his athletes on the Santa Monica Track Club and they're recovering better, um, they're stronger, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So that kind of validation from, I mean, an elite world-class coach was like the greatest thing. And obviously equal is my, you know, my son being born. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was something else. Uh, well, the last question I have uh, is how do you define success? That can be business or whatever you wanted to, how you wanted to explain it. That's interesting you asked that. Um, when I was in college, it was like my, so no, I was 21. So it was like my junior year, Northern Illinois, I took a humanities course and it was like really interesting course. I was the only guy, it was all women. And we had to write a, um, our, our um, term paper, or whatever, it was a 20 page typed uh, story on who inspires you. I wrote mine on my grandmother. And uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people wrote on like um, Malcolm X or, uh, or, or um, give me somebody else, Martin Luther King Jr. or Abraham Lincoln, like, you know, like, like figures. And um, I asked my grandmother that question and I said, what, how do you define success? And it was interesting because it was, it's all relative, right? And mm -hmm. it, that rubbed off on me. That was 20, I'm 44, 45, 23, 20, almost 25 years, 24 years ago. She said, I managed to stay off welfare. Now, if you say that to somebody else, like a billionaire, um, they might be like, what? Men just stay off welfare. Well, she had five kids. One was institutionalized hydrocephalic with some birth complications. And she was a single mom. So she was managed to stay off welfare, whereas a lot of people would have buckled under pressure and, you know, taken that government cheese. She grinded. She didn't have a high school education. She, uh, she left high school at 15. So... Mm -hmm definition of success for someone like her, I managed to stay at welfare. My definition of success is how many people I've touched. Um, the fact that I used YouTube as a platform or Buzzfeed in particular, and it showed what I already do to people around the world. And I've worked with royalty in the Middle East and Qatar. I've worked with, you know, A-list actors. I've worked with, I've had 13 billionaire clients, which is mind blowing to me. You know, I'm still intimidated to this day. The fact that I've got a formula that works um, and I'm able to reach, you know, more people than if I just would stay hidden away, like, you know, in a corner somewhere, like, oh, uh, you know, mm -hmm. success is, is that I'm able to help uh, a lot more people and, and there's more to come, you know, teaming up with uh, uh, my doctor friends here in, in Beverly Hills and Pasadena, that, that uh, relationship is going to allow PH2 to grow um, around the world. Sure. And how people can find you or get in touch with you? Um, you could call the office 310-873-3705 
or email info at ph, the number two, nutrition.com. Um, I actually get everything. <laughs> so it'll come yeah, we're going to add all of them on the, in the description as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or don't come by here. I've had people walk in and <laughs> there's no walk in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, people can reach out. Just either call the office or, you know, or email. All right. Anything else you wanted to add that I might not ask? I would tell people go into business for yourself. Quit making money for everybody else. Skill. Right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks for joining me and uh, I wish you luck. And uh, I hope that we can have like, another conversation. Luck is where preparation. <laughs> luck is what? I use good luck and I said, luck is where preparation meets. <laughs> I don't know. I'll text you later. All right. Thanks, yeah. Ali. Thanks for having me on. Thank uh, you, Kevin. Luck with the rest yeah. of your podcast. I hope it's uh, very successful and people get a lot of value out of it. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, buddy.